Hello and welcome to the Delphian podcast. Delphian is an artist-led nomadic gallery focusing on emerging and early career artists. Each episode will feature a different art world practitioner, from artists and gallerists to collectors and curators. If you liked today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Delphian podcast. I'm Nick J.S. Thompson and with me as always is Benjamin Murphy. Hi, I'm here. Um, today our guest is Wingshan Smith. She is an artist, curator and educator um, and is also the youth's programmer at uh, Nottingham Contemporary. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Very strange times, but good. Good. Mm. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And for those who might not know who you are, um, can you please tell us slash them a little bit about yourself and um, how you got involved in art? So I am an interdisciplinary artist, curator and educator based in the UK, currently in Nottingham. Um, I think it's quite difficult to narrow down exactly what you do, especially when you work in the arts, because they all kind of overlap with each other. So I'm also the youth programme at Nottingham Contemporary. Um, so I establish ways for young people to work within the organisation as producers of cross art form cultural activity, um, and also kind of be, be responsive um, to what's going on in the local art scene and what's going on around. And that kind of feeds into my work as a performance artist mainly, but I dabble and a curator. I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> what does dabbling mean? Dabble, well, I'm actually, I'm really craving to make pretty things that have no conceptual value right at the moment. Is that a reaction to being locked down? I think it is. I think it's, it's, I think I've been having a lot of thoughts on how artists and specifically socially engaged artists work with communities because I've, I've been commissioned on, a, I've got a few commissions going on um, and with coronavirus happening, it just felt, no, it was almost as if art doesn't feel important right now in that conceptual way like what's important is community and you know getting those systems working mutual aid groups actual I guess real life things and it kind of I kind of am on this road of disenchantment at the moment about artists coming into a community which perceived to have a lack of something that an artist can fill and why do we have that assumption um and trying to work with community I mean there's a there's a lot there's a lot of thoughts there about there's this really useful slogan which says nothing about us without us and I think I've always went with that in terms of when you're approaching community and doing work with them you have to work really closely but sometimes communities just want an art lesson you know they they want to learn how to paint and that's quite that's that's fine if that's what they want they might not want to go on this big arduous journey to find some inner massive concepts that is good for you know, a fancy contemporary art exhibition. Um, and I think maybe from that, I'm like, you know what, maybe just make something that's therapeutic and beautiful and, you know, hasn't got that pressure to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, not not all art needs to teach the world something. Absolutely. And also kind of like, who do, who do, I, th- who do I think I am? that I've got something to teach you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. What the fuck is going on? Um, so you mentioned um, making your own art there. How do, you, mm-hmm. how do you juggle being an artist and a curator at the same time? How do you sort of strike that balance? 
it's kind of they kind of overlap i think it's definitely difficult to to kind of have your research interests at hand and to be meeting with us and talking to artists and also having your admin hat on i think with as a curator a lot of it is applying for funding and you know being great at admin and being great at emails and an artist there's a lot of that as well um but it's it's I feel sometimes I can only have one hat on at a time in terms of programming um but then the kind of research interests and the content of curation and work as an artist overlap um but yes funding funding's really hard in because as I do performance art it's very commission-based so and it's based it's dependent on the space and you need to you need someone to pick that up in the same way that being curator I feel like at the moment I I want to be paying because of the work that I want to show is I suppose less sellable in the general sense frame framework of the word I want to have funding but of course that's such a lack at the moment um so I've recently been um speaking to a really interesting collective called 120 and they um have a project going on called backend they also did the 30 works for 30 days project um but they've got um another project called backend which looks at specifically artists run spaces and collectives and how they can be more sustainable um and not just relying on one source of funding how they can be more entrepreneurial um but also how they can hold each other accountable because i think organizations and institutions like Nottingham Contemporary they they're constantly held to account in a good way um for what they're doing but artist led organizations don't so much and so it's working about out how to welcome a bad review how to welcome criticism and how to change and work with that and how to kind of have a structure of a, a kind of a mode to follow guidelines to follow um in a supportive open way so how do you welcome negative feedback um i think just like asking for bad reviews i think that's the idea is that idea was kind of posed by some people's like just actually tell us what you don't like and i think you can get a lot from that i've not experienced that personally i've not openly been to someone you know what be, be i want you to be super critical right now um i mean when i've run artist crit sessions with the youth collective um 1525 at Nottingham contemporary but also when i've done other freelance work i i mean i didn't go to art school i did art history as a degree and so i've never actually had that crit experience so i don't know how you know speaking to other art students how normal that is i think it was really nice to to, when when you're working in arts education in an institution that is like not a contemporary not a university you don't have those assessment criteria to to compare to so it just becomes this like wishy-washy very subjective process but it's really nice to kind of invite that harshness often and but then really root that in that fact that it is subjective and it is very personal um I think I read an article that was talking about uh Thomas Hirsch one I think uh talked about the the 
differences in energy and value or the connect the connections between energy and value so if you hold a piece of art and you look at a piece of work a piece of work and it reminds you of your grandmother's cooking for example that's going to really spark some emotional response and therefore that has value but that's not going to be the same for the next person the next person might look at it and like oh that's like looks like really ugly dishwater or something like that and that's okay. That subjectivity is something that should be valued more. But also as an artist, it's it's nice to receive. I mean, that's in terms of work rather than how you work as an organization or how you curate exhibitions, which I think is different. Um, and everyone will have their opinion. And sometimes you don't want to follow those. But I think it's nice to be open and transparent. I think positive feedback is almost kind of useless, really. Like, um, when, when someone says, yeah, I like it or it's good, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can really do with that. Whereas if someone's, if, if someone tells you why they might not like something like with my shows, I always ask people what their favorite is, but also their least favorite. Mm. Um, and yeah, this positive reinforcement that often comes from people afraid of upsetting you. Mm. Um, so they just say, yeah, I like it. It's kind of useless, really. Definitely. I think it's it's also it just comes to that idea of art criticism nowadays and how people are doing it and how you go into an exhibition and critique a show and how a lot of articles about art of you know sometimes the person writing hasn't even been to the show and seen the artwork they've just read off the press release I know so many people who just do that um and it becomes that pat on the shoulder circle jerk essentially um and sometimes it is nice to be like actually you're being a bit self-indulgent here and I think I'm just keep on coming back to that question of does it really matter and I think that's whether it's art exactly I mean I mean I think now with like the coronavirus and isolation it's you know hearing a lot of people feel very flaky and inconsistent because it's such uncertain times you know, um, I'll go and start trying to bake something and like, oh, I'm going to make like the best cinnamon buns ever. And I get the ingredients together. I'm like, oh, shit, but th- does it really matter? I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered anymore. Um, and it's about keeping that. It's about keeping and it's about questioning. But sometimes too, sometimes when you question too much, you can just end up paralyzing yourself. So how much negativity, how much positivity it is a balance. I just think within the art world, there seems to be not enough accountability held and not a lot of openness and transparency. And so that kind of negative criticism or criticism of any kind is and should be encouraged. I used to write about um, shows um, a lot more than I do now. Mm. In fact, I don't know now. And I always kind of thought, if I haven't got anything nice to say, I'm just not going to bother writing about it mm. at all. Yeah, maybe that's the wrong approach. Yeah, I think so. And I, But I also think for the artists and with anyone involved or anyone reading to remember that it is, is very subjective and it's very personal. Um, and so that makes it easier to not take offence to something. Yeah, I mean, I think any artist who's surviving and thriving has thick skin in our in our hostile environment i suppose hostile 
I don't know. Would you guys say that you do you think the art art scene, the art world is hostile? Yeah, I think it can be. I would say no. Maybe mm. maybe I'm more <laughs> of an optimist than you. <laughs> I mean, elements of mm. anything can be. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, yeah, it can be a bit elitist. I think it can be a bit dismissive. Maybe. Yeah, maybe dismissive is more of the word. Yeah, dismissive. Than hostile. Maybe it's not such an aggressive take. Mm. Yeah. Like, actively negative. I don't know. <clears throat> I think it depends on who you surround yourself with as well. Definitely. This is why I left London, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like because of us. You were surrounding Because I was surrounding. Us. All I had was you two. And it, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I, I need to get out i need to get out um no not at all but i do i do think you know i i'm a big you know big champion of you know looking beyond london i think i found a really supportive down-to-earth art scene in nottingham um that's very open and yeah i do think there is an element where it is the same people um over and over again but that's that, that's the same in london it's just you know there, there's a really good community here and it's very young and it's thriving um there's a lot more we can do and i'm really excited to see how it's going to progress um but it's it feels it feels like a really good place of support and creativity and a really wonderful network actually um yeah i felt it more yeah i guess down to earth than london i think in london it there's a it just felt I mean, obviously very much like a rat race, like everyone was competing against each other. Everything felt quite false um, to an extent, obviously not everything. Um, London, I remember getting, wanting to get away from Nottingham when I was living here as a teenager. And I was like, oh, London has everything. You know, why would I not want to go there? Um, and I lived in London for four years and it was a wonderful experience. And there is everything going on here. But it does feel closed and it, I was searching for something different when I moved back to Nottingham, it was only going to be for a few months and I kind of fell in love with it. Um, you've got backlit, you've got primary, you know, we've had work by the gorilla girls in there. We've had some really great exhibitions. Um, you know, from not, I, I really fell in love with the DIY scene there. And then I ended up getting the most institutional job. <laughs> ever in Nottingham Contemporary, which is great, you know, Nottingham Contemporary is a backbone. I think with the art scene in these more regional spaces, it's sprawling and it's all connected, but it's quite difficult to kind of discover an entryway. And it is more underground, um, but I find that quite exciting. What else is exciting? What else is exciting? I, what do you think? Do you think there can be an underground or do you think there are underground art scenes or communities within London? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Cool. Next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so would you recommend more artists try their hand at curation? Only if you want to. I think it's, it's, I came from curator, more curator, a curating background to an artist by studying contemporary art and it's what I was trained to do. Um, so, you know, it's difficult for me to say the other way as an artist going into curation. Um, I think it's fun and I think it's a way to raise your own profile. And, you know, if, you, if you're not getting chosen 
by galleries do something yourself and sure there's a lot of you know disclaimer that a lot of the time people with money artists with money who can curate shows who can create their own work who can put on group shows yeah you need money to do that and that gives you an advantage over a lot of people and it is fun and it builds your it builds your network it builds your community um so yeah I guess I would recommend it um but you know it's not for everyone so you said that you didn't come from like as an artist you didn't come from a traditional art school background because you studied art history mm-hmm. um, and you came from it from that angle so what was it what was the process like from finishing your your degree to then joining the art world was it difficult um, how did you go about it I think I'd always whilst I was doing I think this is really important for students in general to not just have your degree as the focus of your life and I think that's one thing about being in London is that you can go to private views and you can have your you know show your face around and connect with people and work on projects outside of your degree it's not enough to get good grades and do your degree I think you constantly have to be in the midst of it um during my BA um so I did a BA and MA um at the say at the court hold and during the BA my peers they weren't artists um and I mean, some of them did, you know, the odd illustration every now and again, but not in the way that I wanted to be or kind of envisioned. Originally, I wanted to study art combined with art history, but I didn't want to do a foundation degree. I just wanted to go straight into university. Um, and so I guess I lost that during my BA. But then with my MA, it was definitely, the, it was a small group of seven of us and some of them were performance artists and it really opened my eyes to be like, oh yeah, you can actually do this as well. You can actually translate this. And I, that's why I think community is so important as an artist or, you know, people talk about networking as this kind of Machiavellian, you know, cold, superficial thing. Shaking hands while slipping them a business card. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it has to be like that. I think... A network and networking, it's about, you know, genuinely meeting interesting people and connecting and building a community upon a community upon a community. If you see it as a form of mutual support, then it's actually a really exciting, positive thing to do. And you don't know what you can do until you've met someone who kind of has done it as well and can guide you. And I really do think you can learn so much from other people um and it's and it's other people who that who influences that and it wasn't it was without the teachers I've had in my life without the friends without the colleagues without the students that I've Delphian Delphian, shout out (laughs) (laughs) but it's true I mean you guys taught me how to put a plug together that was a good moment. <laughs> How to wire a pod. How to wire the most valuable thing Delphine has taught me. <laughs> it's a, a useful skill. It is. It's very useful. <laughs> but I think it's, yeah, learn from, learn from each other um, for sure. I think, and that's how I got into the art world. I think I was in it already, but I saw ways to participate and actually it's not it's not hard it's just surround yourself with the people who you're inspired by and try your hand at things that's why I'm like ah oh, I should do something pretty so we're spending too much time with Delphian 
<laughs> making ugly stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of how we met, right? Going back to the networking, because you are you were studying with our friend George. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out George. Hi George. Stuart Lockhart. Um, hi George. Um, I actually don't remember when we met, you know, or how. You were but very we were introduced drunk. All oh, right, that's why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it was just kind of a a like we were hanging out with George. You were hanging out with George. It wasn't like, oh, you guys need to meet and hang out. It was just like in the same circle, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we met at an art fair, actually. So I think we just met in a pub opposite London Art Fair. um, And I was hanging out with George and a few friends from university. And you were there as well because you were with George. We're like, oh, hi. And I suppose in a way I, I was at an art fair and that does kind of count as networking, but it wasn't. It was just drinks at a pub and you never know, you know, those what connections you're going to make and what friends you're going to make through just putting yourself out there and going to things. I think it's just go to shit and everything else will follow. Yeah, exactly. It's like any any private view you go to, like nobody is able to properly look at the work because it's so busy and everyone's getting drunk or whatever. But it's like you go there and it's like a school reunion. Yeah. You bump into people you know or someone comes up to you and like, oh, are you this guy? And they're like, yeah, are you this guy? Turns <laughs> out you know each other from social media anyway. Yeah. So yeah, the power of, yeah, networking sounds like a dirty word, but the power of just like hanging out yeah. and just being being present at things and mm. meeting people on like chance encounters is, yeah, invaluable. I think. Yeah, but unless you turn up, mm. you can't then say, oh, it's not happening because mm. you haven't put yourself in the situation to make it happen. Yeah, and also... I think there's a lot in kind of not, I love a suck up. I do love a suck up. This is what I've discovered working with young people. (laughs) It's like, I wish I sucked up a little bit more because it's actually quite nice, but there's a way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's showing appreciation. I mean, sometimes when I work with kids, I get like a card from them saying like, thank you for all the help you've given me and if I was that age I'd be like I I would never do that I'd never you know give that to a teacher as mentor or someone but actually when it feels genuine it's actually really really touching it makes different it makes me remember that person but then I think you do know when someone has like makes a beeline for you at an open and like a private view and that is really (laughs) off-putting um yeah so there's definitely a balance and I think it's also just be kind to everyone because you know, you, you know, what, whatever, however you think they are, you know, or wherever you think they are in the kind of art world status, you never know what they will be. And, you know, whether they are someone who is, you know, kind of more emerging than you, that's really fruitful. You can gain so much from someone who is emerging and got those fresh perspectives and has just entered this like weird space and world that is the art world um and similarly don't I think what I've learned from kind of getting to know especially you know getting to know a lot of like gallery directors and people high up in the art world it's it's very much charisma and it's very much about treating everyone like like they're a person I think um yeah I think the most the the most successful directors I've met I, they've just been very warm and very honest, not honest, sorry, actually, that's the wrong word, because you actually have to just be charming. It's, you have to be charming to everyone. Um, but just take everyone seriously, I think. Just be kind. I don't feel like I'm a very charming person. 
Oh, Maybe that's Ben. Yeah, where I'm, uh, that's where I'm failing. Failing. Knitting <laughs> <laughs> school. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, Ben. I think you've got a little bit of a hustle. Hustle to you. Bit of a hustle. Bit of a hustle. A charming hustle. Charming right. <laughs> New Instagram I'll bio. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was a little bit of an insider tip about the art world. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the art world would you change if you could? Um, it's interesting. I recently read uh, the last White Pube article on new ideas for a new art world. And one of them, one of the suggestions was actually really interesting, which was pay, you know, pay everyone the same amount. So whether you're a cleaner to director, have like a generous hourly wage, and it's about the amount of hours you put in, whether you're you know, in marketing for the organization or whether you're the director or whether you're a cleaner or whether you work in the shop or cafe, whether you're a gallery assistant to have that same hourly wage, but it just be a generous hourly wage. I thought that was really interesting um, suggestion. There's lots of, it's a really good article actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been reading a lot in general about this idea of work and productivity and failure. Um, and to kind of, I don't know, welcome those spaces. I don't know how to do that. Sorry, that's gone on a bit of a mind tangent. Um, but it's the new, what's the new normal? And obviously things in the art world will change when we get out of the lockdown. Um, and it's a really exciting opportunity to see how things can change sector-wide. Universal basic income is something that people are saying could yeah. be a result of this current pandemic yeah. i mean i think that'd be great i think that would allow people to be creative well to explore the extent of their creativity more than ever um and i think that would lead to a really innovative society so i think there's a lot that i change about the art world um whether we're brave enough to do it is another question are you brave enough yeah but fuck yeah i guess i do uh, fuck yeah um, I think I'm, I'm a little timid. A little timid. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a mouse. A delicate being. Delicate flower. <laughs> so um, what piece of advice would you give to an artist who's just starting out? Um, go to shows, go to events, go to talks. Don't be shy. And just don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> quite simply (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, i think that's that's where i've been going wrong yeah all right Mm. yeah well i don't know i think i think you need to be not be a dick but be a bad bitch (laughs) (laughs) i've got half of that down there (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah cool well that's that's the end thank you for thank you for joining us cool thank you